Chapter 6 Mars? I asked. He chuckled as he slowly made his way to a spot behind the bar. It's a name that greatly upsets the local authorities. He paused and then gave me that smile again. Gap tooth, squid eyes, and cheesy as hell. And we like it that way. I bent and let the girl slide out of my arms and into one of the chairs. I said, that sounds like a private joke. He grinned. It is. Now, what brings an Earthman to my namesake planet? They call it Ares. A religious division, he replied, waggling a hand. Greeks, Romans, potato, potato. I thought of Tiny and his boarded-up bar. Could it be? I then asked, You got anything to drink here that's mostly water? Mars looked at me and said, Hmm, I think you're more of a lager man than an ale drinker. A pint? Oh, yeah, I said. And something for the girl? He nodded as he rummaged. Of course. I was presented with a large, foamy glass of amber goodness, and the girl was given something that sparkled and looked like a martini glass of pink shampoo. Mars noticed my look and shrugged. She's not like you and me, or any of the locals, really. Notice the ears? They don't have them, and ours, he fingered one of his own, don't have points. I downed about half my glass in one luxurious swallow and then said, Why don't you seem all that shocked to see something like me here? He shrugged again. Different people of all types come traipsing through my door one time or another. Why not an Earthman? By the way, you know my name. What's yours? Tony Madeline, I said, before taking another swallow of his elixir. Mars was standing there, concentration on his face. I know that name from somewhere. Mandolin. Mandolin. He stopped and asked me, What city you're from? On Earth, I mean. Frisco. I knew it! He snapped his fingers. You're the time-traveling detective. You don't know it, but without your intervention, I wouldn't be here. Huh? He tapped the top of the bar and recited, April 18, 1906, 512 a.m. The most devastating earthquake in American history destroys half of San Francisco and the resulting fire finishes most of the job. If you and your partner, that gigantic black fellow, had not been chasing that criminal with the gun that shot glowing blue stuff, my great-grandfather would not have been awake and would have died when the building he and my great-great-grandparents lived in collapsed. I blinked. What? How do you know that? We never met your ancestors. How would they have known my name? So I got that cheesy smile again. Because, Honorable Maurin, he said in an awful imitation of Charlie Chan, you were followed by a woman, a reporter, I am told, and she helped rescue my ancestors and told them all about the one who made their escape from certain doom possible. A one E.M. Swift Hook, I believe. That tale was told a thousand times through the generations. I nodded, remembering. Then I asked, All right, so how does a California-born Earth boy find himself running a bar on Mars? He titched me, waving a finger back and forth. Ah, ah, Aries, remember, doesn't do well to upset the religious types here. That reminded me. Um, uh, about that. There was this mob outside coming after us before we came in. He poured himself a beer and waved the thought away as he drank. Don't worry about it. They'll make a fuss and then go away. They're afraid to come in with any intent to make trouble. I held up my glass for a refill. 
Why? I asked. He looked at me closely. You notice anything strange after you got here? I nodded. Mm, you're talking about the difference in strength. He nodded back. Exactly. Makes them about as dangerous as a day-old chick. He added. They do have an advanced science of sorts, so you might have to watch out for any possible beam weapons, but frankly, their so-called bullets just bounce off. They can't get up the speed for some reason to puncture our heavy gravity hide. Also, I imagine you are feeling just on the edge of being out of breath, right? I nodded. He reached under the bar and pulled out a small box with dark green cubes about the size of dice from a casino. Taking one of those from the box, he popped it into his mouth and chewed. He swallowed and said, Take one. It helps. The natives in Bolivia make them. I hesitated, saying, Isn't cocaine made from this stuff? Mars laughed. Yes, and if you eat enough to fill the average steer, you just might get a buzz. Go on, they really do help. I relaxed a bit and took one. And the girl? He was looking past me. Um, we'll talk later. I have to play host for a while. So I sat there looking at the girl. She seemed a lot more comfortable than before, even in my company. But the glances I caught her sending my way did not have flirtation in them. No, they had more the cautionary sort one would send an adult tiger in the same room with you. It hasn't done anything to harm you yet. But what if it gets hungry? I tried talking to her as Mars circulated amongst the tables, asking questions, talking, and occasionally laughing out loud. Well, little lady, I said, as friendly as I could make it sound, what's your name? I expected a cringe or a word or two. I couldn't understand. What I got was a long monologue, which included hand movements. She was telling me about something, and I didn't understand a word she was saying. Interesting. I glanced up. Mars was standing between me and the girl, his hands in his slack pockets. You know what she's saying? I asked him. He nodded. Mm -hmm. She's telling you that she is a member of her people's royal family. She was stolen from her home by the priest of the Tuargs. You saved her from being their sacrifice. You are also scary. He bent toward me and asked, Did you really punch through the priest's chest? Unintentionally, I replied. Mars didn't laugh or even react much. He just nodded and said, Yes, it takes time to adjust to the difference in gravity. How long have you been here? I asked. And how did you get here? Well now, answering both of those will take time, he said. Turns out it took time to get to where he could take the time. I occupied myself with trying to learn at least a few of the words of the language the girl was speaking while we shared a meal consisting of odd-looking vegetables and an unidentifiable meat, but which was still tasty. Now, I have a good ear for accents and languages, as I said. But whatever gobbledygook they used on this planet was beyond me. Every time I tried to repeat what she said was the word for table, she stopped me and tried to show me where I went wrong. We were still on me trying to say table when Mars announced he closed the bar. It's that third double click of the tongue while breathing the consonant in, not out, he advised. Not possible, I guessed, after trying. Mars chuckled. Better learn how, because without it, you've been describing a rather disgusting bodily function. So that's why the girl had been laughing at me. 
He got behind the bar again and came back with some cut crystal glasses. Two of them had a russet liquid that looked familiar, and the other had more of that sparkly pink goo the girl seemed to like. Mars held up his glass and said, Schlante. I picked up mine and said, Schlante Agassa. Mars smiled. Very nice, he said, and then we drank. After putting down the glass of incredible single malt scotch, I said, Now, about what I asked. Yes, Mars said, leaning back in his chair, the tale of how Mars in his bar came to be. Sounds like a book title, I quipped. He laughed. Yes, doesn't it just? I waited. Mars noticed and nodded, saying, The science on this planet is several millennia ahead that of ours. Tony Madeline and the Earth has been visited several times by those who rule here. This is a martial society, divided between the three main species, which live in an uneasy truce as the ongoing wars of the past few centuries threatened to send them all back to living in caves and shipping tools out of the rock. As to how they journeyed back and forth between the planets, first it was in craft. Those old stories of UFOs? They were real. When they developed the ability to bend space, they constructed a sort of portal system. One would activate the door on Ares with the key and step through onto one of the points on Earth or Arth, as they call it. There were dreams of conquest, of expansion, of an entirely new species to test themselves against in battle, but they had not counted on the factor of gravity. The ships were outfitted with artificial gravity, inertial dampeners, and atmospheric control, but they had no idea how unfriendly the third planet was. If they conquered it, they would have been able to settle it, However, the first warrior that passed through the portal collapsed to the ground and died. Okay, I said. Now I have to ask something. He nodded once, slowly, smiling. I spread my hands in question. I remember from my school days about the differences in the gravity of all nine planets. What you're describing doesn't seem possible. There must be something else in the mix. I know, he replied, nodding. But I'm a bar owner, not a scientist. I wound up here about 20 Earth years ago. I was hiking in the Andes, intending to see that lost city everybody's found. I stepped into a cave to look around, and bang, I'm here on Ares. Sure, the local bully boys tried their thing, but after losing a couple dozen of their best warriors, they backed off. And I began looking for a way to stay alive. A Jovian came calling and shocked me by knowing English. Jovian? Finwooks people. They live on one of the moons. I said, little fat guys, pink skin, right? Mars sipped and said, lousy in a fight, but the solar system's best mediators. He and his people helped set me up, and two decades later, I'm still here. I drank and then said, I'm shocked, shocked, I tell you. He barked out a loud laugh, startling the girl who'd been watching our chinwig with big eyes. Yes, he said, the comparison is intentional. It had been my favorite movie, and so if I was going to be setting up shop in the Ares equivalent of Casablanca with its uneasy truce, why not go all the way? Well, I said, finishing off the scotch, I'd like to be the guy getting onto that plane. Morris stopped smiling. He said, that, Tony, may be a problem.